you're never given the dream without the power to make a half man, half you see that there was although you may have um, social conformity we're being torn between two worlds and, and that's what we're trying to get through our messaging is don't be a robot don't don't feel like you have to conform to someone else's everybody uh welcome welcome to meet the middle my name is kyul cha and before we start off with our episode today what i want to do is kind of give you a anecdotal aisle each of us picked the topic and and just kind of give you our thoughts on it so the anecdotal aisle from the anecdotal asian tonight is discipline is true self-love it manifests in the act of denying instant gratification for the longer burning pleasure of goals achieved so sacrifice the small, immediate, temporary treat for the greater reward of long-term success. Now you're gonna pay for it with pain and sacrifice, but discipline makes it worth the cost. And then along with me is Mr. Sean Jenkins. Hi, everybody. Kiel, I'm actually fairly impressed with that. I feel slightly unprepared <laughs> as you just laid down some very deep philosophy on us. What I will say, if you were gonna do, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not an anecdotal, Asian, so it makes it kind of hard. Would I be a duplicitous dark man? I don't know. Does that count? <laughs> like, how, how about anecdotal American? Ooh, anecdotal American. There we go. So I, that's I what think, I should have said. That's what I should have said too. So it's okay though. You're like you could be both. You know, I think as it kind of relates to what we're talking about tonight and what we're doing here, there is a book called Illusions uh, by Richard Bach, and uh, it is interesting because it's based the the whole concept of this 124 page book is you ask a question you open a book and the book allegedly will give you an answer to your question and so uh one of the questions or i guess one of the answers in the book is that you're never given a dream without the power to make that dream come true although you may have to work for it and I think that that lines up really well with what we're trying to do tonight, you know, talking to our next guest and what we're trying to do with the podcast, which is, you know, a dream to like actually sit down and talk to everyday people and talk about cool shit that you don't ever hear about, like, you know, and I think that that's a, a really cool thing. And so as a small businessy type of thing that we try to have going on here, uh, I'd like to go ahead and just introduce our guest, kind of get into it. Paula, if you'd uh, like to introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about yourself, all the kind of fun stuff. All, all the fun stuff. Well, thanks guys for including me in your podcast series. So this is like a true honor. I think I might, am I the first woman you've uh, done a podcast with? You are. Yes. All right. So <laughs> I, I get a ribbon for that, if nothing else. So again, I appreciate you guys welcoming on, me on to uh, your podcast. Give me a chance to talk a little bit about um, the stuff I'm doing to fill my COVID time. My name, just to start out, Paula, Minnesota, and that is a real last name, not a code name. <laughs> I don't have any kind of cool, you know, titles that uh, these guys have, but, uh, you know, I, I like my last name. So I kept it. I made my husband take it. You know, there's no changing. So is there, have you ever in your life thought, I wish I was Paula, Wisconsin, or? I've been called every state, so I feel like I've been Paula, Wisconsin, New oh. Hampshire, Rhode Island. Everyone's got a joke. Which one was your favorite state to be named after? Oh, I probably like the short states like Texas. 
Um, <laughs> um, something hard to spell like Massachusetts was not on my top 10 list. <laughs> right, good copy, good copy. <laughs> but uh, I think, you know, the reason you guys invited me on today was not to hear about my wonderful last name stories, because those could go on forever, um, was to talk a little bit about what I'm doing uh, right now. Not only do I have a, a full-time job in the uh, healthcare uh, industry, I also um, am starting my own little business. And it's something that I think we all talk about with our friends and family, like, oh, we should do that, or we have the next great idea. And, you know, we've got all this um, spare time at home now because our traveling options are diminished and our, you know, chances to go out with friends and hanging out with family are, are diminished. So I'm like, We've got all this extra resource of time, which is one of the scarcest resources we have. Let's put it to some good use. So I decided to start my own little company called Rebel uh, Apparel and Gear. And we are trying to take a different approach to really offering, right now we're gonna start with offering t-shirts and hoodies and other kind of gear. And there's about a million of those kind of companies out there. So how do you differentiate yourself? That's you know what we're defining right now is we wanna be unique in terms of um, having our customers embrace who they are and not conforming to standards, we really wanna become a social disruptor. And by doing that, we're thinking, let's get rid of hashtags. We, why do we have to live by hashtags this and hashtags that and being whatever the trend is? We're gonna to try to become a social disruptor in the way, we, how we talk to each other. So that's what our gear and our, our clothing is going to be kind of focused around. And we've started with a very small amount of product, but we are expanding rapidly with a staff of one. So, <laughs> Well, and I think, you know, I, I will say that the thing that's really cool about Rebel, and uh, to be honest, I bought a sweatshirt, so I'll be, I'll be legit, sweatshirt's badass, but I think Thank that Thank you, Sean, we love you. Um, <laughs> oh, show. I don't know if I was in the top 10 of buying something. It was I the first brown person to buy something from you? <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm just joking. <laughs> I don't know all of the demographics because there are actually some people buying stuff. I don't know. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, that's perfect. Yeah, it's, um, mm -hmm. but I think it's your art style is fantastic. You know, and I think that that's the first thing when um, you started sharing it out a few months ago was that I don't even know what the style is. But I just want to take some of what you guys have and put it on a t-shirt and wear it. <laughs> like that's a... Yeah, so you'll hear us say a lot of times, don't be a robot. So you probably saw some of the artwork we put out there. It was like a, a half man, half robot, and he's smoking a cigarette and got his hand on his head. And he's, he's being torn between two worlds. And, and that's what we're trying to get through our messaging is don't be a robot. Don't... Don't feel like you have to conform to someone else's standard, conform to your own, live your own best. I don't want to say live your best life because that's a hashtag that drives me nuts, but it, it, it really is about feel comfortable with who you are and don't worry what other people think about it. But in the, during that whole time, we have three fundamentals about resilient, be, always be resilient in what you do, be respectful, and be real. So those are the three things that define a rebel. And as long as you follow those things, then, hey, there was a cat that swam by. Oh, that was, that was perfect. <laughs> Sarah's going to hear that and laugh because you just called our dog a cat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't have my glasses on. I do get a... Uh... No, she always says he's a cat dog. I'm like, no, he's a dog dog. He's just small. 
anyway. So, so is, is, that, is that something that you were seeing kind of like in the community that surrounded you or on social media or society in itself where you were seeing that there was like an increase in like social conformity and like group thought and lacking personal creativity? And is that what kind of like uh, was a part of uh, the motivation for creating this? I, I think you've really touched on a lot of the key points there. And it, some of it spun from social media and you, you know, obviously you have influencers and they're all about, you know, taking the trendy picture and, and I get that. And if that's who they are, then that's who they are and that's who they should be. But I, I don't want, you know, the person sitting next to me to feel like they have to be that. Um, or they have to find something that says, hash, you know, wear something that said hashtag blessed. Another thing that I really can't, you know, get on That's board the with. Best one <laughs> ever. <laughs> so you'll, you'll never see us put out a shirt that says hashtag blessed. And, and hey, if that's your thing, be, so be Rock it. on. Yep. Yeah. Um, but again, we, we want to kind of be the social disruptor and, and have people be like, no, my hashtag is dirt because I love to play in the dirt, you know, <laughs> whatever their thing is, they need to, to do that and not feel like they have to conform to something else, some other image. So um, it, it was partly that, I think for me personally, I've spent way more time on social media during these COVID times than I normally would. Kind of like you, Sean, I'm usually traveling quite a bit for work. Yep. So, you know, the time you have for social media is really kind of shrink, shrunk down. And now I'm in like I feel like I'm up to my neck in it right so you start seeing the same thing over and over again people being wanting to jump on that next bandwagon they want to they want to feel like they're popular right yeah. so I want people yeah. to have that feeling of being popular without having to have you know 75 likes on a picture yeah. right that they we, feel good about hey I shared this with you right can we uh, can we go down the social media rabbit hole are you cool with that I don't care yeah. So like, what are your, like, what are your thoughts on social media? Cause I'm the same as you, like traveling 30 weeks a year, 35 weeks a year, you don't, you don't have time to like dedicate to just post all the time or to read all the time or to, but the one thing that I've noticed is that, and this is again, where I kind of default to what I've seen you guys put out so far is when people or organizations tend to share things, they share things that try to not divide people, but they share things to try to make people choose us or them and all of your posts. And, you know, I loved your ad, like that's on Facebook, <laughs> by the way, <laughs> but it was, it was like inclusive. Like you weren't, you were saying you be you be a part of this. So like, how do you feel, you know, social media in general, how, or what have you seen in terms of the impacts of creating like kind of an us versus them or a divisive and how do you, how do you stay above the fray, if you will? <laughs> Well, you know, I think it's when it, it's challenging, right? Because whatever gets fed to us through our social media are sophisticated algorithms that we can't really escape unless you don't use it. Um, and I'm not going to pretend like I'm sophisticated and know what all of those algorithms are. Oh, come are. on. You're sophisticated. Um, yeah, I write algorithms in my you know, spare time. <laughs> um, no, <laughs> you know, you get things like teed up into your social media. They're like, how literally did you know I was just, I, I literally think I was only thinking this. I don't think I said a word about this. And now I'm getting these kind of suggestions around ads and, you know, I'm getting people that are requesting to follow me that I don't really know how we're connected. And 
I kind of embrace it where, all right, I'll let you follow me. And, you know, if you start getting like really disruptive and you really are out there, I just might unfollow you. I don't engage in debates or arguments usually on social media because I don't even do it with my husband. <laughs> Literally to me, people usually have their opinion. I don't mind a good discussion. If you know that the person you're having a discussion with understands it's a discussion, yeah. right? There's not supposed to be a winner in a discussion. It's an exchange of ideas and you listen and you try to take that data in process it and say, well, let me test and understand my thinking about what you're saying and how I think. And then if you walk away still with different opinions, then that's okay. I'm still going to be your friend and I'm not going to go, you know, tell hey, Eric, did you know Sean has a psychotic um, idea and you should never talk to him again. Bill's <laughs> down there going, yep. <laughs> but no, it, I mean, I totally believe in everyone to have their own opinion. As long as you're I kind of go back to the fundamentals of what Rebel's about. You know, you're resilient in what you do, but you're respectful and you stay real about it. So you just don't like, oh, well, you know, we have this new person that's leading us and I don't really agree with everything they say, but I, I just have to follow them and support them. Well, then support the, certain ideas, but you don't have to support everything. Anyways. Yeah. I, I, and that was a very long answer that probably didn't answer your question, but... Uh, <laughs> No, I think it's good because I think that's the, you kind of touched on the fact that I like the way you describe the discussion, you know, because a lot of times people will, they don't take a discussion as we don't have, I'm not trying to win, I'm trying to talk. Mm -hmm. you know? And it's, right. and if you go in with a, well, you're just trying to win, you're just trying to make me lose. You're trying to say I'm wrong. For the most part, I don't care if anybody's wrong or right. You know, we, we, like, I always say like, Kiel has some of the funniest posts because he just doesn't give two cents about what anybody thinks. <laughs> and so, Kiel, what was the masturbation thing? You got to say that because that was really funny. <laughs> oh, no pictures, I, please. I, no, 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 no. Um, what I said was, uh, if you work from home and you masturbate, you're having sex with a coworker. So say hi to your coworker for me. <laughs> hey. Like, <laughs> well, I guess that's a thing. <laughs> Well, I mean, you have to remember that my brain is slightly askew from everybody else's. So it has a tendency to look at things a little differently than everybody else, but it's okay. Um, one of the things actually regarding the social media that you were talking about, and this is something that I found myself, and maybe you might've seen it, seen it, is that you end up in a cycle and it, whether it's an algorithm or whether it's, you know, you finding whatever interests you, you end up in this cycle. And unfortunately for most people, they end up in a negative cycle. And it's usually, you know, driven through politics or whatnot, but it's usually a negative cycle. And they stay in this negative cycle until they can actually identify that they're actually in the cycle. And once they identified it, they're, they're able to extricate themselves by taking a step back and being a little bit more objective, which is kind of the reason why I ended up doing more fourth dimensional stuff with my morning coffee than politics. Because it, it generally brought my day to be a more positive day than, you know, starting off with that. But, uh, yeah, I think a lot, of, a lot of the problem is that a lot of people, besides not actually doing the research for what they see, um, because you have to remember, I mean, if you've taken basic journalism in high school or college, you know that sensationalism is it. 
is that the title of your article has to be grabbing, has to be attention grabbing. It has to incite interest or energy or, or anger. It has to incite emotion. And in, instead of taking a look at this, this inflammatory uh, headline, and then doing the research to it, they just take the inflammatory headline as the story and then just throwing it out there, um, mm -hmm. not really knowing. And then next thing you know, you're having an argument with somebody who has no idea what they're arguing for or against. And, and then you're just kind of banging your head against the wall because they, they're kind of conforming to, I don't know, the social, I don't know, the social hypocrisy of the news media. Yeah. I, you mentioned the the tag, you know, what the tagline is, and, and I think that's such an important piece. And, and being someone that's worked in product for you know 15 plus years, we do a lot of testing on that kind of stuff. So let's see, like if we put this tagline out there, who are we attracting in? Are they going to actually buy the product? Are they just scanning it um, and then they don't return to us? So I mean, there's a lot of science that actually goes behind that too. Um, outside of the we were we were taught you know from the time of high school through college you know you got to grab them in that first you know sentence or two or you're going to lose them and it's still true but there's a lot of different ways of messaging to attract you know different personas into either the argument you want to support or the product you want to sell or people you want to follow with follow you on a social media account so yeah. it, it's the word, words are very powerful well, and, and just to say that is um, when I was uh, a young man, um, one of the jobs, because I was scrambling for a job uh, after college, you know, at one point, because there was a stopgap. So I was scrambling for a job. I ended up getting a job as a, uh, uh, a telemarketer. And at the telemarketing company had hired a, a, a company to create a psychological profile of the type of customer that they wanted and not only create the psychological profile but create a psychological profile of questions and responses uh, uh well not only questions but the but the absolute responses that they needed for these questions to continue to the next set of questions to sell because they were looking for a specific weak-minded individual to sell to yeah. mm -hmm. and and if a telemarketing company is willing to to, to invest that type of money into that type of research for their product, you kind of got to wonder what a billion dollar company is willing to do to, you know, kind of uh, direct things in, mm -hmm. uh, in, in, you know, in the direction that they want things to go. Yeah. Well, have you seen that movie, The Social Dilemma? Yeah. I did, yeah. That was, that good. was, that was creepy. I watched that, that and I was like, uh shit so i went through and deleted a bunch of apps off my phone after i watched that and then cut notifications on a bunch of things but the thing, <laughs> we, but think about it you go back to being able to identify you know and not only just identify because everybody's great identifiers in this world everybody can identify a problem everybody will point at a friggin' problem and say there's the problem but one out of ten times somebody will go there's the problem here's the solution so, so long as you identify the problem of like the social, like the algorithm, if you identify it, then you can actually step back and take steps to, yeah. to kind of start working through that algorithm. Yep. And what so, would you think if we stepped away from social media, still had it as a, a mechanism to maybe share, you know, maybe major things, but I would like us to see where we get back into having conversations. Now, granted, I know we live in a COVID world right now, but... You know, I would rather, if someone literally put on their post, hashtag blessed, I'm living my best life, 
I'd like to have a conversation with you or, or some type of mini communication that I can understand why is, why do you feel that way? I'm interested. I don't want to just see that you, you're at a Ferrari dealership. You yeah. probably didn't buy a Ferrari, but maybe this is a dream of yours to go look at Ferraris. And one day I'm working towards a dream of buying one. I, I think what, the one thing that I really dislike about social media is it really is just a marketing game at this point to me. <laughs> and, and that people, one, are very brave. We all know that people are extremely brave on social media to critique you or you know, have their opinion voiced, but to have a, you know, even this kind of face-to-face -face conversation, people aren't as brave. Yeah. And I think we need to gain some of that back into our culture. Um, and, and as part of Rebel, I would, I'm trying to find ways to be that social disruptor in, in that type of way. So I'm going to start stepping away from the hashtags. I'm, I'm still going to use social media, but I'm, you know, I'm not going to use a hashtag. I'm going to try to find ways to engage in conversations. Um, that's part of like our next rollout plan is we're going to, so we bought the Sprinter. We're going to be doing pop-up shops. And a lot of it is just to get out there and talk to people. What's yeah. important to them? Yeah, and I think that you touched on something that I, I Kiel, did you raise your hand? Did I, yeah, did I, I did. <laughs> I, I did. Well, I, well, okay, so the reason, the, the reason why I raised my hand is what I want to know is, do you have a plan of action on how to combat the superficiality of the hashtags? So I've been doing some research on it. So quick answer to your um, question. <laughs> you know what? That's but, but hey, you know what? That's a good that's a good answer too. You know what? Because you're not pretending that you know everything. Know what I mean? Uh, yeah, that's an easy one. So, but I have been doing research on it, and you know, some of the articles I've been reading, people are starting to get away um, more and more from hashtags. You know, that people are looking to be disruptors. You know, it's kind of one of those bell curves, right? So you've got people that are, you know, really at the peak of it and, and they make their living from it, right? So they probably never want to see it go away. But we didn't, we didn't used to have hashtags. We didn't used to have this. So everything's an evolution. So to me, it's not just about let me remove a hashtag. It's more for me to engage conversation again. So if the hashtag still exists, I could probably deal with that. If, if there's more of a way for people to exchange some type of dialogue with someone that they don't know very well, right? But I can attest to it from my own daughter that she has sometimes a hard time having conversation with people she doesn't know face-to-face yeah. um, -face. Huh. because the youth, she's 21, the youth today are used to being on social media, through Facebook, through whatever they use, Twitter, she's mainly on Twitter, I think. They only know how to communicate through their phone and not talking. I would like to see us get back to conversation again. So, you know, one of the other things that I hear a lot um, from people my age, as well as my, down to my daughter's age, that they would love to have more friends. Not friends on Facebook, not friends on, you know, um, Instagram, but like a friend where, hey, I wanna go to hike the Grand Canyon, or I wanna go to Disneyland for the weekend. These friends are starting, are, are, are two-dimensional and, <laughs> You can't go do things with, or just go to a, well, one day when we go to movies again, um, <laughs> you know, or, or even to have a conversation like this. I mean, the, the social media isn't there. So how do we get, how do we help people make friends again? I, I'm older than you gentlemen, and it, it's, it's challenging for me to go out like and make friends. I'm not going to go to the bar and be like, hey, let's hang out and 
we'll be <laughs> friends now. <laughs> so what I'd like you to do is, is tell me what, what are you talking about, about Sprinter Van and pop-ups? What's going on with that? Because <laughs> that sounds interesting. True. The dream comes true. <laughs> so Eric finally twisted my arm and convinced me to go forward with a Sprinter because there was something in it for me. Okay. This is, this is the, I'm married to the man that can live in a van down by the river. Yeah. So that's not me. <laughs> Good copy. But, okay. Yeah. Um, but he is a very, you know, kind of always wants to go on an adventure. So part of what you'll be seeing us do is we are doing modifications to the Mercedes van sprinter. So we are putting a bed in it. We are putting a little Window. mini kitchen. We have to put in our own windows. It didn't come with windows. Um, <laughs> we were all like, wait, it doesn't come with windows? <laughs> no, but it's got a thousand cameras on it that you can see everything that anybody wants to do. So we're going to be like um, doing these modifications ourselves. We're going to be actually creating a YouTube channel around it so you can kind of see how we're getting ready for our rebellion. I'm trying to name it the rebellion. He's calling it Big D. Um. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so, did, that, did, did you just say that Eric's trying to get you ready for the Big D? <laughs> like, that, so we're trying to come up with a name for the Sprinter. And uh, it was either going to be Big D, like Big Diesel. Yeah, because that's what everybody thinks when they think of Big D. Exactly. <laughs> um, then we thought, well, maybe Big E would be better. Um, <laughs> but then we thought Big E might be good. Huh? So yeah, we're getting we're going to be modding it out, and then we're going to be taking it on the road. So I'll be converting into an from an online shop into a, a POS, not a piece of shit, but no, a uh, point, point of, of sale. Point of sale. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we'll be going all across the country, and we are trying to tag into hopefully events that are going to be starting again. So like a surf competition in California, or uh, maybe an Overland Expo, or a coffee roasting something or other and we'll tag into that and we're going to bring our rebellion to these different locations and offering merchandise that is only available when we are at the pop-up shop locations not things you can buy online so you have to come and see us so part of trying to get people intrigued to come see us is to get us more visible that's why we're going to start creating a youtube channel and doing things like this um, so i if you guys are okay with it, I'm going to share this on my website and my YouTube sure. and um, definitely about collaborating with a lot of entrepreneurial people out there right now that are trying to get up and going and, and sharing that. So that, that's a little bit about the pop-up shop and what we plan to do. Okay. Yeah. Are you uh, taking a look at any uh, particular like channels on, I'm sorry, Sean, it's just, we've been, we've uh, over here at this house, we've been really looking at like uh, sprinter vans. Uh, particularly like the Mercedes and the Dodge ones, and then looking at the bills and stuff like that. And so this actually has a specific interest to us. So uh, how far have you guys gotten along into looking at the renovations? Have you guys looked oh. at solar panels and stuff like that? Oh my God, we're there. <laughs> yeah, he has it pretty much, you know, he's putting it in CAD design and mapping it all out. I, I think I'm just, you know, like, here's your budget, figure it out. What do you want me to do? Hold a tool. I, yeah. I'm not really crafty. So part of what I think the intrigue of like our YouTube uh, channel will be is us fighting because um, I don't follow directions really well and I kind of do what I want to do. And I would never get... have guessed that. <laughs> 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 and 
and he gets like really frustrated and pissed with me. So it should make really good uh, TV. Okay. We're not like those couples that are like, let's go sailing around the world and look us do this. We love each other. And be like, bitch, I told you no. <laughs> I'll kill you. I feel like we live comparable lives. <laughs> I love I think I've just been doing it much longer though than you, Sean. Yeah. We just celebrated what, 27 years? Yeah, so wow. you've, gotten, you've gotten past the point of wanting to kill each other. You're fine just arguing. We're, yeah, we're just like, we're going to die together, so. Oh. <laughs> Might as well. <laughs> well, no, what I was going to, you brought up something interesting, and I think it's it's kind of cool, and it's part of like, you know, I think what Kuehl and I are trying to do is uh, really talk to people, because there's there are a lot of people that try to do a lot of different things, and they don't get anywhere because they don't talk to other people that are trying to do things to create that cross-promotional, that that piece that, you know, if we talk to you, it's all, I'll use uh, I'll use Cookie as an example and Soapy Paws. You know, we talked to one of uh, Kuehl's buddies, Cookie, that he makes soap and sells it for to pay for rescue dogs. So I went and bought some of his Aww. soap. Uh, actually, I bought some little of these. Little product promotion, little ad placement. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I think it was, um, if people that were trying to do cool and interesting things and really spent the time talking to normal people because I think one of the things you had mentioned earlier is everybody wants to be the next popular. They want to talk to the next big thing. I'd rather talk to people like you, people like Cookie, who, yeah, they're cool people. They do cool things. Let's share those. Ian is another example. Like they do cool stuff. And if nobody knows about it, then, you know, let's promote that. Let's help everybody. Let's everybody help everybody yep. and we'll make cool shit happen. I, I fully agree with that. And Part of what I've gone into this business uh, with the intention of, I just want to be happy, right? So I'm fortunate that this isn't my um, bread and butter. So I have, you know, my full-time job and I stay focused on that. But then my spare time is doing this, something that I enjoy. It's a passion. And I think I'll, you know, get more results out of that. But it also means that I'm okay if I'm not, you know, the, you know, the world's leading t-shirt seller. That's not what my goal is. Um, that's not what I'm striving for. I don't have a revenue number. I'm like, I just don't want to go broke <laughs> in the process. <laughs> so it, it, it's really about engaging with people. I, I did set one goal that I would like to be able to buy a McLaren one day. It may not come through this venture, but <laughs> someday. Whoa, 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 whoa. What McLaren? What McLaren are you looking at buying? I, I'm sorry, John. I had to interrupt this. What McLaren? <laughs> I don't have one picked out. I would pretty much take anything, but the bigger engine and faster it is, the happier I am. Because my car is the McLaren F1. It's a V12. And it costs over a million dollars. And it actually, when you buy it, they actually, every time they have uh, maintenance, they, they fly the maintenance crew to your car. Okay, I can get on board with that. Yeah, it's... Well, it's my, I have switched from being a Ferrari lover from F1 to being a McLaren lover. I'm very disappointed in Ferrari over the last year and a half. I'm glad Vettel's gone. Oh, no, no, no! You are not one of those! Don't tell me! pissing me off. I, I'm the Iceman back. I'd rather watch the Iceman. Who, Kimi? I think, yeah. you know what? Uh, hats off to Kimi Raikkonen for uh, the, the most started F1 races. For sure. That is... That is some awesome stuff right there. And congrats to Lewis Hamilton for tying Michael Schumacher's 91 win record. 
I have to. I, will, I do commend him for the goal. I am not a Lewis Hamilton fan. You know what? I'm not. You know what? I'm not either. And the reason, one of the reasons why, is because when I was studying his past career, when he's facing other racers, like you know, Kiki's Luigi, remember? No, 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 Nico. When he was racing against Nico Rosberg, it's like every time that, if you ever notice, every time that Lewis Hamilton has a challenger, somebody who's actually challenging him as a teammate that he starts doing funny little tricks and all kinds of other little things that are kind yeah, of Yeah, like, he gets a little dicky. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like him and Bolton, like him and Botas. Uh, but, I, feel, but then I it, feel for Botas. You know what? Valtteri, Valtteri Botas to, to Lewis Hamilton is... Is that Rubens, a real name? Is, no, hold on, is Rubens Barrichello to Michael Schumacher. Yeah, that's true. I would agree with that. Yeah. Not, Not knowing what you're talking about, it sounds like you're naming people in a video game. Yeah. Well, it, they're in a video it game. No, it's, so, so, Paula, if you don't know, I do, I, I do follow Formula One. I, I, I definitely picked up on that. And <laughs> I, I, really, I really like the young kids that are coming up. Um, I've been enjoying watching, you know, Lando. He's awesome. Yeah. 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 I'm, yeah. I'm a big Lando fan. And, you know, Me I like too. The, he did great in the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> His, all right, so Sean, his, his name, his name, it's the most awesomest name in the world. His name is Lando Norris. Huh. So is he related to he, Chuck? Or un- is he- unfortunately, <laughs> no. But his dad- He's a badass, though. Uh, yeah. yeah. He's a cool he, guy. He's, he's pretty cool. He's 19 years old, driving Formula One cars, and he's been driving for a couple of years now. And what do you so, think about Hulkenberg coming back as like a substitute, man? He's been killing what? it as a sub. You know what? Um, I don't think Ocon should have taken uh, Hulkenberg's place over at Renault. I, I, no. I think, I think Hulkenberg should have stayed. I'm glad to see him uh, with Racing Point. Well, and let's be honest, he's hot as fuck. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess he is. He is fantastic. You know. <laughs> huh. Well, I dick him. That just, that just. Did you say you would dick him? I would pick him. <laughs> oh, I was like. <laughs> Yeah, um, double dick him, Sean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you both seem very pleased with his manliness. So. Yeah. Well, you'll have to look look him up, Sean. His name is Nico Hulkenberg. As for Ferrari, what do you think about their chances in 2022? Because I'm completely bypassing 2021. I think they've been cheating. So. <laughs> Somehow, middle of this year, when they were told, you can't do that to your car anymore, now they're like placing seventh and eighth and, you know, barely making any kind of podium. I'm like, hmm, looks like you've been cheating. Yeah. <laughs> so were they, were they doing the whole taking the brake assembly off entirely and then putting a new one on thing? No, no, not like <laughs> Ford versus Ferrari. Not that one. Oh, it's a different that's, that's all I know. That's oh, all I got. Yeah. Okay. Well, they have to conform to so many regulations that make all those cars almost the same. It's just these really fine nuances that give them this extra push. And for, I don't know, I don't remember what Ferrari was doing, but it, they were told they couldn't do it anymore. And suddenly they were not in the, um, you know, podiums anymore. They were mid-back. So the ultimate would be to so be able to have my pop-up so me- shops at, at Formula One um, locations. <laughs> Well, I, do, they, they, do they do that in Europe or is it only in Europe? No, they do it in America, actually. They have one. Uh, 
In uh, 2020, they uh, they got rid of the American ones because of COVID uh, and the lockdown and the pandemic and everything else. God damn um, it, COVID! I know, but they're looking for 2021. They're looking for new. Uh, uh, they're looking. Are, they're looking to redo uh, the American circuit. So, so is this yeah, the one usually now? it's in Austin. It, yeah. it, one year, Sean, it was here in Phoenix. It was the year Eric and I met, and it, they raced actually uh, through downtown Phoenix. Yeah. And Eric and I worked at the House of Representatives back then, so we actually got to watch like their um, their practicing by uh, on top of the Capitol building there. Yeah, and and let me tell you what, it was so hot that the tires were were melting. They were having so many issues with it. So there's a movie that's out there. It's been it's been out for a little while. I felt really bad about what happened during. I think it was a Formula One race. You know, I don't know if you guys remember when uh, Tony Stark was racing. In Monaco, uh, was yeah, that Formula One. That was Formula One. Yeah, yeah, okay. that was Formula One. Unfortunately, they, yeah, they, okay. you know, well, well fortunately, I felt for, really bad. Yeah, well, fortunately for the actual Formula One drivers, uh, luckily there's no judges or track officials that have like you know electric whips that'll cut your car in half as a penalty. <laughs> that would suck if they did oh, that. Okay. <laughs> I feel like that would be cheating. It's, I just yeah. want to make sure. I'm in my mind. I'm like. I don't know what they're talking about. Shit. Uh, okay, go back into movies. What movies do I know? <laughs> <laughs> well, the the thing is, with if you're looking at like Rebel and Formula One, I think it's Austin that the last time the Circuit of Americas, I believe, that they were in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Austin. But so so there's an opportunity. The other Plus thing that I was thinking Canada. of. Yeah, yeah. Canada and Mexico. Uh, the the Gilles Villeneuve. Um, they I believe they had a Mexico City race, and they're trying to do something in Brazil that's not Interlagos, it's actually Rio de Janeiro. And I know that the big, huge problem is that they're, they're looking at deforesting the Amazon rainforest to build this new track. But one of the things that, that hasn't been said is that the people that are building the track have pledged to plant 70 times the amount of trees that they've taken out. So if, if, if they're actually true to their word, then they're reforesting, but how many hundred people times, do we know? Hundred times, hundred times the trees. Yeah, how, how many times? How many? How many people do we know in that type of position where they they don't do that because of cost? <laughs> they'll put they'll put up the cheapest tree they could find. So check it out, Sean. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I will. Um, I will do. Have you thought about Paula uh, for your like pop ups and stuff like that? Doing like sponsorships or being a part of like the festival areas of like the like Xterras or the triathlons or something like that that's around uh, local? Yeah, we were actually just uh, chatting about that last night. So like at this time, I, I'm not trying to find investors or anything like that. I, I'm a self-funded shop and it sucks, but it's okay though, because then I have control too. But um, definitely looking to maybe go out and potentially be a sponsor and tying into stuff that, you know, we like to do. So like, I love the oceans. So I'm like, and I love surfing. I would love to like get in some surf competitions and be a sponsor there. One of the things we've talked about expanding on is not becoming a coffee roaster, but we would, you know, bring people in and we would have, you know, coffee available or and stuff. Cause a lot of these competitions, it's very cold in the mornings, you know, get people pulled in and, you know, kind of making it part of their rebel experience. And we would have some rebel branded coffee. I'm not becoming a roaster. Um, <laughs> or beer. Maybe it's beer. I don't know. 
one of those types of things. You become a brewer. But she looks like she's going to hit you. She looks like she's going to hit you. I'll bring my rubble band over. <laughs> you know, one, I, here's my book of ideas, right? So every night we are brainstorming on different concepts. I, I, you know, just to be, you know, kind of honest with you guys, part of the challenge is not the lack of great ideas and, you know, ability to market it. It's getting them developed. So one, you know, I'm a great project manager, except when they're your family members. So they're kind of like, you know. <laughs> yeah, you, 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 I saw yeah, two yeah. fingers. Saw two fingers there. Yeah, a HR doesn't exist uh, when you when you have family yeah. members working. So yeah, exactly. So I, you know, you're trying to keep your family together, but you're like, I'm a project manager, so I'm going to manage the shit out of you to get my stuff done when I need it done. So it, they are you know, forces that work against each other. So part of the challenge I'm having is finding good graphic design. And while Zoe does a lot of graphic design, she's not an illustrator. So a lot of the things yeah. like, we could come up with a really great idea, but we need someone that can illustrate. And I'm going through a process now of, I have these different concepts and I'm trying on different illustrators um, without paying 700 to $2,000 for a design. Because I'm like, I have to eventually make money on it too. So, you know, I've, I've gone from the side of you know, using people in Indonesia, which they kind of had some cool stuff and they were really cheap. Yep. <laughs> so, you know, local ones here That's, that- a lot of people do that. $35 I paid for um, one of the um, you know, designs we shared. It was a lady that's um, got the alien head on a serving platter. Oh, yeah. yeah, that you was know, awesome. 35 bucks. So it wasn't quite the vision I was going for, but like shit, $35. And then I did got another version of it here, which cost me $350. And again, didn't quite make the, the vision. So that's part of the struggle with this. I, I, th I would love to do a shirt, Sean. Let's come up with a concept. And then we've, we've got to find someone that can actually bring it to life. Because I, I got crayons and that's yeah. about it. And that don't sell. So... <laughs> Yeah, that was the, uh, when I, you know, and you kind of mentioned like coming up with the ideas, cool. It's like, that's the, that's been the fun thing about doing this with Kewl is I, I feel like every one of these that we've done, as we listen to them, we get a little bit better. Just a little bit, like incrementally better. You learn every time, right? Yeah, I, I uh, speak poorly at times. And Kewl, I think, was sick of hearing the word, uh, for a hot minute. <laughs> This is the fun part. We, it's, we can look back and say, God, we were terrible back then. This is great. <laughs> well, yeah, because then it becomes like part of the show, right? The comedy, be like, remember that one we did? And <laughs> well, and I, I'm the same way though, guys. I mean, I have uh, been in business for a gajillion years. I've gone to market a thousand times. I've launched multi-million dollar products. And I almost feel like I'm like learning it all over again right now. And like, I don't have all the resources I have at my corporate life. I don't have a R&D team that I write up a learning agenda and say, go find this stuff out for me so I can make sure I design my product specifically that will sell. I just don't have those kind of resources. So I have, sometimes I have to make a guess or I have to find an online free resource or I have to fund it, which doesn't always turn up to still give me the result I want. I mean, it's... You learn a lot. You're like, okay, not going to do it that way again. And I have this piece of information. <laughs> I'll, I'll get better the next time. No one co goes to market as a, a sole proprietor or in a partnership with a perfect product. 
it's not possible. Yeah. Maybe if they have Bill Gates funding them, that's a different thing. But <laughs> no, <laughs> it just doesn't happen. I got to think that the lack of resources, or not so much the lack of resources, but not having as many resources as you did when you were in the multi-million dollar businesses, I've got to think that that's made you kind of like become more effective or more efficient with your dollars or or with your planning. Uh, would you say that would be yes, correct? I, I, for the most part, I would. I mean, a lot of times, you know, when I'm in my, my corporate life, I don't ask the cost of it. I, you know, one, it's fictitious dollars when we're charging internally. Like they'll charge me $10,000 to set up a single sign-on application. I'm like, it does not cost you $10,000 to set up a single sign-on. I don't know why I'm paying $10,000, but it's all funny money that goes in between us. But I, I don't worry and stress about it as much. I mean, I do take some fiduciary responsibility, believe it or not. Um, I am a spender, so that's just a bad habit I have. But I am much more cautious about, you know, if I buy this, I can't do that. So I have to prioritize. And what we've really been trying to remind ourselves are nail the fundamentals. You want to do all of this stuff, right? And it's all cool and people will love it. But if you spread everything too thin and you do it half ass, no one's going to want to continue to engage with you. So let's try to nail the fundamentals as much as possible. You know, kind of going back to like where we were talking about COVID and not going anywhere. You know, I think we're still trying to figure out like the social media, like how to I, I'm starting to dislike social media more and more. And so how do I dislike it, but figure out the best way? But you way. can eat it. <laughs> it's just crazy. It's like a, it's like crack. Like it's it, it is. Well, I, and you guys tell me, but you know, you have your own personal social media, right? And then you have now your, your podcast social media. And I don't want to give up my personality in either one but you also are trying to adhere to a brand that you're trying to develop. So that's where I get sometimes a little bit, I struggle a little bit because I'm kind of like flippant and like, eh, you know, I don't care if you curse and I don't, you know, but when you're building a brand, yeah. you got to make sure you're sticking to the things that you say you're going to do. And that's where I get a little hung up. <laughs> so yeah, that I'll give you some information. You can use that information however you want to Paula. You know what I mean? Okay. I run multiple accounts for businesses. I have to have different tones and approaches for each business because each company has their own specific target market and customer, you know, and customer base. Mm -hmm. With that being said, because they have their own specific type of customer base, I know kind of what the tolerances are of what's allowable and what's not. The one missing piece that I've had to discover myself which everybody else apparently knew, but it took me a while to figure out because sometimes I'm a fucking idiot, is your personal Facebook or social media persona absolutely reflects your business. If anybody, yeah. everybody, if, you, if, you, if they know that you're attached to that business, it will absolutely reflect, whether it's positive or negative, whether you want it to or not, it'll absolutely reflect, which is some of the reason as to why for a while I was kind of like taking it easy because... I needed to ensure that the association between my personal and my business stuff was positive. Then when I got to looking at exactly what I'm running and the demographic that I'm actually working with, it's like, okay, well, actually I have a little bit more leeway of zero fucks and here we go. So yeah. <laughs> I, I agree with record, you. That's how you end up with masturbation. <laughs> there you go. 
and we're done. <laughs> and we're done. Well, no, and and it's like it's like take a look at like for instance, if I if I go to Firefighter Fit Endurance and myself and the guys that run the account, we know we know wildland firefighters. We know hotshot smoke jumpers. We know type twos. We know we know about first responders. We know the humor. We know the type of stuff that we allow each other to get away with. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so that's what we cater to. So I've got big leeway on that. However, when I go to Three Elements, Three Elements is a little bit different because we cater to a little bit more family friendly. So if if my personal account starts with this long diatribe, starting with the F word and ending with asshole and, you know, 600 cuss words in between, that'll probably adversely affect Three Elements. Right. Yeah, so when I get challenged with this, I totally follow what you're saying. My message with Rebel is to embrace who you are, right? And be real. So I feel like I, I really have to be careful that I don't try to per se come across with two different personas. Um, so if you if you hate me on my personal account, you're probably going to hate me on my Rebel account. Huh. That's what I'm I'm trying to go for that kind of consistency. Yeah. That I, I I'm not trying to get you to buy Paula, but I, you know it is it is me, right? So you know if I'm over here, you know saying hashtag blessed and having champagne and oh living my best life and then over here like be you you know it's like uh, you kind of are sending different messages what is you know which one is it because i'm not hiding either like who i am uh yeah on my rebel page uh so but how much is too much right so i put up a lot of kind of sexual innuendo type of humor as well and I'm okay with that. And if you don't like it, I'm okay if you don't want to follow me. I, I've received comments from women like, why do you have to show so much cleavage? I'm like, why are you looking then? <laughs> so you, ha- you have if these you choices have in life. Show them. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, like, I mean, I'm not naked. No. You know, Paula, I like your lot, approach a lot better because there's a realism to it. I, I always felt there's a hypocrisy in how I have to do, how I've been doing it. But I like your approach better because it's, it's more upfront. It's more real. You know, it's more natural. So, I, but I, I get where you're coming from, especially when you've got multiple businesses. They have different target audiences, and and maybe it's more of, hey, we're using that as a strictly a communication uh, vehicle versus you know trying to let you connect with us as you know the people behind it. You know, you, you do what's right for you, but it can be very challenging. I can imagine. <laughs> this is my favorite. This is my favorite picture. Oh dear. Where's the, uh, the rabbit? You see him? <laughs> Oh, is that the, the uh, rabbit? The rabbit with the. Chaos. Like, yeah. Let me see. What's so, that? have you guys seen? It's the. It's uh Hold on a second. It's like. Oh, really that's, yeah, that's Doctor Chaos. That's there gonna be a show. Oh yeah. So it's funny. So that have you seen Utopia on Amazon? I saw one episode. I haven't watched it all. It's fucking intense, and that is literally the main bad guy is Mr. Rabbit, and that's like almost what he looks like. So my name for him is Doctor Chaos. He's awesome. I want that shirt. That's my shirt that I'll buy. Yeah, you've seen chaos be a theme throughout our our, um, our whole campaign so far, our website. People, especially during all this political world, people talk about chaos and how bad it is. And I'm trying to get people on board with chaos isn't bad. It's how you use that chaos. If you channel it into something, you're, you're going to grow and get better. Instead of shutting down right, and so being scared. Let's- Let's check your. Let's check everybody's movie stuff. Chaos oh. is a ladder. Mm, What's that from? That. The TV oh wait, show. I have seen that. Oh, 
Game of Thrones. Yep. So yeah. Littlefinger. That was one of Littlefinger's biggest oh. lines is chaos is a ladder. Chaos <laughs> is a ladder. There's another shirt. Yep. <laughs> oh, man. Well, so did is that uh, do you do that a lot though? Um, do you find yourself doing that a lot? Just being uh, able to kind of like be driving, like just going to the store or something like that, take a look at something and just a flash of light, and all of a sudden there's an inspiration, or is there is there like a real thought out, like mechanical approach to it, or both? No, there's nothing mechanical. Um, so where I actually get a lot of my ideas is when I'm either like um, doing spinning or when I'm running, I really get lost in my own thoughts. So I don't have to think about how much I hate spinning and running. And I keep a, a notebook with me <laughs> and I jot down the ideas and then I will socialize them usually over a drink or two with the family or some friends and be like, well, what do you think of this? And well, maybe we did this. You know, we've got uh, a couple ideas that came out last night. I have one that I'm getting ready to publish. Um, that is, uh, our tagline is free yourself. And it, it's got um, a big old Doc Martin boot stuck to the, um, to the gum, to the ground, and it spells out free yourself. So um, we've got, you know, a raven that's got our logo hanging out of its mouth, like a worm that um, it's like, be your own best rebel. And, you know, we've got all kinds of things that, I mean, they're just kind of all over the place, but, what we're trying to do is not be like your average t-shirt company where, you know, I'm, I'm just going to, now I say this when my first shirts were very basic, but it was just to get some stuff up. But we want to make them intriguing, right? And be art, a little bit of art to it. So it just takes time. So yeah, concepts come. I'll wake up in the middle of the night. It'll be an awesome dream. Oh, that's a shirt. Write it down. Keep a notebook with you everywhere you go. Now I got to come up with a shirt with you guys. Hey, that would be awesome. I totally wear it. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Okay, so how about this? So, um, Paula, where can everybody find you? Where can we find Rebel? So, best place is to hit us up on our website at beyourownrebel.com. You can hit the socials. We'll definitely uh, respond to you there. And we're on Facebook with Rebel Apparel and Instagram at rebel underscore rebel but the second rebel is spelled with, with a three r three b e l uh, so yeah find us there and then uh keep checking our website because the pop-up schedule will be populated there and come visit us in person awesome and like the pop-ups are they are, are they kind of like going to be like a, a party atmosphere or this is like you know what what's the thoughts on that <laughs> i started this with what my white clock it definitely is going to be someplace that if you're walking by, you would want to at least check it out, right? To say, like, what the hell are these people doing? Oh, it's t-shirts. Oh, wait, no, they've got some other things going on. It won't just be us setting up like our Girl Scout cookies outside of a uh, of an Albertsons. It's <laughs> if we want it to be engaging, and even if you don't buy anything with us, you know, we want you to walk away with a little bit of an experience. So she's not going to sell white claw, but she's going to have white claw for her friends. Yes. Stop by. It's going to be rebel claw. Rebel. <laughs> so, so what's what's going on with you and what's going on with you and your hatred for Sebastian Vettel? What's going on with that? I, 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 who hurt you? <laughs> so I was a total C, I was a total Seabass fan, and it wasn't until like the last year and a half where 
he, you know, especially when they brought Jacques Lecoq on the team, whatever, Leclerc. Oh, oh Charles, him, uh, Charles, Charles Leclerc. Yeah. Yeah. I call him Jacques I made Leclerc. made it back. Oh, I, made it back. I don't know what Formula happened. <laughs> he just has I was gotten like, really uh, cocky about it. So I, I just, he's a, he's a sore, he's a sore winner and a sore loser. Uh, uh, Vettel? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God! You, you guys are back to talking about race cars. Oh race God, cars. Yeah. <laughs> See what happens when you leave. Oh, sorry, sorry, I was disrupting you while you were talking. I was like, I was talking, and then I'd see you pause. I'm like, why is she pausing? I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Stupid. Stupid Wi-Fi. You know what I call this? I call this COVID-Fi. Everybody's <laughs> on their fucking Wi-Fi, so your internet sucks. No, it's it's called social media Wi-Fi. It, you're connected, but you're not really connected. Ooh. Right. Yeah. This was fun, Paula. I don't think I've had yeah. this conversation with you. Thank you. This is great. <laughs> the yeah. one question I love asking people is, if you could have one job, one career, and you didn't have to worry about money or anything like that, what would it be? So I would love to be an F1 driver, but the one job I would love to, to have, and I'm getting a little older now for this, but... I would love to be a roadie like with a really cool band and just go around, travel, set shit up, listen to good music, partying, not giving a fuck about anything. <laughs> I love to be a roadie. <laughs> you know, I, I'll tell you, I've always wanted to do something like this. Yeah. Like, I just enjoy talking to people. Like It's just fun. It's a fun, especially because it's, there's no motivation. There's no, in terms of like, or uh, there's not, I'm not motivated to change your mind. I'm not motivated to make you think. I just want to talk. Just talk. And if I could talk to anybody and everybody, I think it'd be great. Plus people's perspectives are so radically different that the more people you talk to, and I always say that's like part of the great thing about traveling overseas is that you, you really do get this different perspective on people. Yeah, you do. You know? I really like big cities and I like small towns and that doesn't seem to jive, but I like big cities because there's a lot to do and a lot to see. And I like small towns because it's really cool to sit there and everybody knows everybody. And they just, you can walk by and people wave to you and how's your day? If I stop at a gas station in the middle of nowhere, I swear every time I'm driving to Texas or Oklahoma, random people will just say, Hey, how's your day going? Just at the gas station. You don't get that in cities. You know, you don't get that connection with people. And so yeah. it's like two very different things, but this is, this is it. This is, if I can make money doing this, fuck yeah, all the time. You're on the right path then. Yeah. What about money you? you? Must be a superhero. Um, oh, me? No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, martial arts, teach martial arts. The only problem with teaching martial arts, it's, it's, a, um, it's a not-for-profit. You're not making money. You know, and if you are making money, you're compromising some type of integrity, either yourself or the system or the training, because teaching martial arts, uh, when it started, it was never about money. It was passing the knowledge on. And that was the most important thing. And being able to pass the knowledge on to people who are worthy of that knowledge. It was just as it started to get into recent times, it's like they started to pay people to teach and then. Even back in the old in the old times, the, the teachers didn't have just, they didn't teach martial arts, they had other jobs. Martial arts was something else that they did. Um, so it was never a, teaching, being a teacher of martial arts was never something that you could do for a living until 
we got into a little bit more of into the, the corporate approach into the 80s and stuff like that where it became more superficial more about money and then all of a sudden you start like I said, compromising integrity of either training yourself or your business and stuff like that. And you can't really make money if you really yeah. teach it the way you really want to teach it and how you want it, how it's supposed to be taught. You can't really make money out of it to make a living. But, but that was I, the key of the question that remember I said, you didn't have to worry about making money. So yeah. it's about pursuing your passion. So yeah. you just won the lottery and you, this is what you could do. <laughs> I would That's build awesome. a studio in my backyard where Kuehl and I could sit six feet apart and do this together <laughs> and i would build a huge martial arts studio and then and then make the the raised platform of the kumite for sean specifically yes. for sean <laughs> i love it see now you guys got something to work for yeah we know we talked to crispy and we ended up talking they ended up talking about martial arts and i ended up bringing up the random martial arts movies that i know and i, I got on pretty good with the question that i had <laughs> Chris was like, I can't believe. I had Chris going along with what I was saying to the point until he realized that I was making shit up. <laughs> so, so, Aww. so, what, what would your, uh, what would your favorite martial arts or action movie be, Paula, or or martial arts action star? You know, I, I, I feel like I, I'm gonna say like not the right answer here because the movies where there is like that type of activity. I don't think they're really martial artists. <laughs> oh, it's okay. No wrong, no wrong answer. It's, it's, all, it's all subjective. It's I mean, all what you think. I, I mean, I, I probably haven't seen a lot of the traditional type of movies. I mean, I love the Kill Bill stuff, you know, but it's all overdone. So I like that real dramatic kind of stuff. The typical, you know, stuff like The Karate Kid was great because it had a good story behind it. I, I do like the new um, Cobra Kai stuff that came out. Especially you know, being, you know, someone that grew up in the 80s that I'm like, oh, it's the 80s. <laughs> I, uh, I was told that Miyagi-Do karate is a lie. And <laughs> it crushed my dreams for a hot minute. I was very sad. <laughs> I, I don't think it was, no, I don't think it was Miyagi-Do. I believe it was Bloodsport. It was Kumite. No, it was Miyagi-Do. Chris, it was uh -huh. for defense only. Remember when you guys were like that's oh stupid. yeah that's, that's right. not for, <laughs> it's not for defense only we are we are the crushers of dreams <laughs> yeah, anything, anything martial arts related <laughs> yeah i was like so tell me about you think of miyagi Do." and chris goes it took him a second he's like wait you're talking about karate kid he's like it's false it's not true don't believe it i was like but poor mr miyagi i just hear dough and i'm thinking it's like pizza bread what are you yeah. talking about yeah yeah <laughs> I dude, I shit you not. When you li I've listened to these, I'm like, this actually, we don't sound terrible. <laughs> Damn. That's that's gonna that's gonna be my motto from now on. We don't that's sound terrible. Like. We don't sound terrible. We don't sound terrible. Meet the middle. We don't sound that's terrible. terrible. <laughs> I. It was, that's I, a shirt. <laughs> I. Don't I was like listening to it, and terrible. I was like, because you know when you listen to your own voice, you sound funny, and so I was listening. To it, I was like damn we don't sound terrible this is good see i hate the sound of my voice i think i sound like yes. a man i i just cannot mm. no i hate Joe gets to voice. listen to it over and over and over again <laughs> F1, yeah. F1. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
Well, and, and, and how I, I edit this is I can't listen to anything else except this. So if I'm sitting there editing, I've got hours upon hours of listening to my own voice. So oh. you deserve a gold star and a cookie. <laughs> I, I'll take him out to dinner one of these days if I can convince him to come out with me. I know, huh? Oh, one of these days. I know, huh? So, all right. Well, on that note, Paula, thanks for, for spending your night with us. It's, we're, we're not the best company, but hey, you know what? We'll do in a pinch, you know? <laughs> I can't wait to get I, uh, back on social media now. Yeah. I, so I, I think that the way that you said that was amazing because you said, thanks for spending the night with us. We're good in a pinch. <laughs> It's like it's like we were the the third option for her evening. <laughs> okay, you guys all right. Awesome. On that note, Paula, thanks, Paula. Thanks, we appreciate thanks, Paula. you. <laughs> yeah, bye. Okay, guys, talk soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.